Hey everyone, this is Chris and Tony's Blood and Donuts. Where we talk about and review your favorite horror movies. So grab a dozen. And a pint of blood. And let's talk about the 2022 psychological thriller film, Smile. Hey everybody, how we doing? Glad you're here. Hey, welcome. To the Blood and Donuts podcast, man. We're here. Smile 2022. What did you think about this movie, Chris? Oh, well, I don't want to give it all away, but I hated it. <laughs> did you really? I didn't like it at all. No, but we'll, we'll save our rankings for later. Um, but yeah, I have a lot more cons than pros here. And I really wanted to like this movie. Um, I picked it as part of our back and forth picking of the movie. I'd wanted to see it when it came out. I didn't. And I, I wish I hadn't. Really? Yeah. Um, so uh, I I have some positives about this movie. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was. I thought it was a good movie. It's it's got a two hour runtime. I think I think they could have cut out about thirty minutes of that. I agree. Um, it's got some very good jump scares. There was a few in there, sure. I thought, I'll, that, I'll I thought, I thought they were really well done. The jump scares. I'll give you that. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, I, as a horror lover, I don't think. I don't think you're going to necessarily just absolutely gush over this movie. No. But if you're some teenagers and you're sitting on the couch and you want something to make her hold you tight because it's a little <laughs> scary. I don't know. I just it's not real gory or anything like that. No, it's more suspense and and jump scare heavy, I would say. Yeah. Even at times yeah. where I think you know, as I watched this over a period of a few you know, viewings I probably fell asleep during one of the one of the buildups. Did you? Because it was just kind of dragging there. Yeah, and uh, and again, that that's my uh, the runtime. Like, so if you're gonna Halloween hour and a half, Friday thirteenth, it's half hour, your night. Hour, hour and a half, Friday the thirteenth, an hour and a half, Halloween's hour and a half. Uh, I mean, like they got it done an hour and a half. Why are you like? You better have a good reason to make a movie, a horror movie, two hours long. You yeah. know. Yeah. And so, like, when I see the two hour runtime or, or or more than that, I'm like, what are you giving me? Right. Yeah, it's got to be packed, and it yeah. is kind of uh, scarce. Yes. I guess, yeah. Yes. Um, Sosie Bacon that sounds is, right. the, yeah. is the lead actress in this, and it's Kevin Bacon's daughter. Oh, really? Did you know that? I didn't know that. How cool is that? You're, you're making that up. I no, I promise. I promise. <laughs> so that's how she got this role. Yes. Now, she's the. Uh, I think she's probably the best actress uh, in this in this movie. Sure. As far as that goes, I, I feel like I don't know. I, I feel like she seems scared, frantic. You don't um, have many to choose from. Really. No, you don't. Uh, she has a husband, or no, no, a fiance. It's Je a Jesse T. Yeah. Usher, who is horrible. <laughs> he's like a terrible. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's like getting upset with her yeah. over saying. I just remember being like, I, it was it was kind of laughable, right. At one point, but uh, right. Uh, so this came out in 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a directorial debut of Mr. Parker Finn. Mm -hmm. He wrote a short story called Laura hasn't slept in 2020. And so Paramount picked him to, to make this movie. Nice. Uh, you know, they were originally going to call it something's wrong with Rose. Oh, I saw that. And then they changed it to smile, smile. Mm -hmm. And, uh, another cool thing about the movie before it came out, like a few days before it came out. They hired, I think it might have been the the first actress there that that smiles creepily. Mm -hmm. 
they uh, sat behind home plate at baseball games. I saw that. And just smiled the whole time. For the marketing campaign. Yeah, and then the, the people around him were, like, concerned. Did and, you go on YouTube and look at some of those? Yeah. No, yeah, that was, was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. You know, the people around him in the section are talking about it, and, you know, it generated some buzz for the movie, I think. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. Pretty cool. Um, let's see. Rotten Tomatoes. Did you see the rating? I didn't. Um, I think it was, it was positive. 78%. Okay. Yeah. IMDB has it at six and a half out of 10. Okay. So I think, I think middle of the road there, as far as that goes, Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's again, it's just, uh, it's not a bad movie. I don't think you, you didn't like anything about it. Well, no, I, I liked a few things. Um, you know, there was a few scenes in there where uh, I think her, her house alarm goes off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she gets the call from security. Yeah. And then uh, they're like, is your front door locked? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, are you sure, Rose? Oh, yeah. Something like that. And it was okay. really like, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's creepy. Yeah, I could see that. And then the therapist scene okay, um, where she's talking to her therapist. And then her therapist calls her. And she looks across. and it's, Spoiler alert. It's her... Uh, therapist smiling yeah yeah it's yeah. not the end of the movie yeah I, I got you but but uh, and uh the other good thing about this movie um i thought the therapist was a foxy lady other than that those are my three <laughs> pros um and we'll go into the, the cons as we get along in this thing now one, one thing i want to ask you tony yes why are there so many scenes that are upside down is there some kind of symbolism there? Because it made me dizzy and I hated it. Yeah, that, w- that was weird. Even the Paramount uh, went at the intro. Did you see where they kind of turned that upside down to make it look like a smile kind of kind of deal in the beginning? Yeah, but was there anything else upside down? Maybe the bridges looked like smiles upside yeah, down. Yeah, I, I think they were just they're running away with the smile thing. I guess. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do we have any other facts here before we spoil this thing? <laughs> We'll let you guys know we're going to spoil it, too. We will be talking about the ending a little later, but we're going to get through the synopsis first here in a little bit. Um, it was projected to uh, gross about $20 million from 3,600 theaters. Uh, obviously, Rotten Tomatoes had 78% uh, positive. Uh, and you, you said 6.4 out of 10, right? Uh, 6.5 out of 10 for okay. IMDb. Um, this, uh, the crit- uh, the critics say deeply creepy visuals and a standout Sosi Bacon further elevate Smiles' unsettling exploration of trauma, adding up to the rare feature that satisfyingly expands on a short. And they didn't uh, they didn't use any visual effects for the smiles either. That's Those good. Those were all natural. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. And it's kind of like uh, you know, I, I hate to say, like J- Joker's real hot right now, right? Sure. Joker, the creepy smile. Like, nobody does it creepier than the Joker, I feel like. So it's like, right. I don't know. Right. Yeah, especially that last one with the Phoenix. As yeah. The Joker. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. But um, this movie, the ending. How do you feel about the ending? Um, <laughs> Without spoiling too much. Well, yeah. I have an alternate ending that yeah. I want to talk about when we get there. <laughs> because... Yeah, I thought it could have been a lot better. I think to, uh, to me, uh, like, have you ever, like speaking of alternate ending? It seems like the director filmed three alternate endings and put them all in the movie. <laughs> right, right. right. Does it's it like, not? It's the monster. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like what? It's the? dead, and then it's back, and then it's yeah. Oh, I, one God. of my things too was like there was there were too many nightmare scenes. So yeah. You go through, and the first few times it's cool. Mm-hmm. The the security scene that I mentioned and the therapist scene that I mentioned, you know, you can only do that so many times, though. Yeah. 
and maybe that's just what the movie was supposed to be, but it was too yeah. many back and forths from reality to nightmare. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, there, there was a lot of issues uh, with this movie. You're going to hate this movie by the time I'm done talking about it. Oh my God. But, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was horrible. And I, like I said, this contains some of the best jump scares that I have seen in a while. So if you're into that, I think you should watch it. Um, it, it, now, now the, I would compare it, it. I would compare it to the Ring. Uh, it follows. I, I would. I would say that they probably do it a lot better than this movie does. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, there's a, a one of the points I want to talk about too. I was going to mention it when we got there, but I'll go ahead and talk about it. It's almost like they ripped off a scene from the Ring, where a lady in the Ring, if you recall, the ladies were calling her daughter and how she looked when she opened the door. Oh, and yeah. she said her face was like this, and then yeah. it. it jump scared you to that scene of her daughter's face. Yeah. And that, that was creepy. And that brain. was one of my favorite jump scares of all time. They did it here too. Yeah. And it just wasn't as good. And I was thinking in my head, yeah, man, that was the ring. Yeah. They ripped it off. Yeah. Uh, man, the ring was good. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was 2002. It was good. We, we, I feel like in the early two thousands, we went through a spat of just like really bad, like final destination. And just like, it, it was horror was kind of joyride. I don't yeah, know. It was, it was, was okay, but there was a lot of sequels there too. You were on like final Des- oh destination, like five, at scream that point. seven, yeah. you know? And then like, uh, when the ring came out, it was something very different. I think it was, what, yeah, yeah. It was new. And, uh, that video, the video yeah. was so good. It's creepy. And then it, you never really got any closure there, but yeah, that was a better movie than this one. <laughs> Go watch The Ring. <laughs> Go watch The Ring. Um, we, we're just we're snooty with our horror films, but I mean, the, the, <laughs> I hate to just like crap on the on this movie because I did I did enjoy it, and I feel like if you and your 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 significant other wanted just like a a good Halloween movie to there, there's there's better ones, but I I think you would enjoy Smile. Yeah, if you don't want to go out trick-or-treating with your kid and want to sit for two hours and watch this <laughs> Two movie, hours. Uh, you can do that, or you can go have fun with your family yes. and then watch it later. <laughs> you ready to spoil this thing? Uh, yeah, we can. Let's All do right. it. Let's go scene by scene of Smile from 2022. Dr. Rose Cotter, a therapist who was traumatized by witnessing her mother's suicide at age 10, takes an emergency session with graduate student Laura Weaver after she is admitted to Mount Pleasant Hospital. Laura, who witnessed her professor Gabriel Munoz uh, bludgeon himself with a hammer just a few days earlier, frantically claims that she is being haunted by a malevolent Malevolent. Malevolent. There you go. How did I mess that up? I don't know. Uh, presence whose curse has consumed her life and no one but her can see. Although Rose diagnoses her as having hallucinations, Laura insists that the entity has the power to appear to other people wearing an eerie smile. Claiming she's about to die, Laura suddenly freaks out, then begins smiling before cutting open her neck with a broken vase shard in front of Rose. All right, and let's talk about how this could have been avoided. When you leave your office and you hear the phone ring, yes, you just keep walking. Yeah, so... so she uh, comes back into the room and picks up a call after her boss told her to leave. So Dr. Rose Cotter, uh, Sosie Bacon, is uh, just unsufferable. I mean, this girl is just... She's working her butt off trying to help her patients. She needs to go home. Mm -hmm. She's overworked. Mm -hmm. She's tired. And then the first scene right here when this is happening, she's about to go for the day and just leave for the day. And then she closes. She gets her jacket. And then the phone rings. 
you wait a second, and then she comes back in and yeah, she rushes back into the room to, yeah. to take care of it. And as the view, you're like, "That's not good, dummy. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Why are you doing? You this? look bad. What Go. do you think? What do you think about the scene of her her cutting her neck? You know, it, I thought the cool part was that the uh, person who was cutting their neck, which um, don't know that actress's name, but um, I thought that was a good thing where, where she kept her smile the whole time. Yeah, I that thought was, that was cool. That was creepy, and that was. Uh, Caitlin Stacy as yeah. Laura Weaver, who ba- yeah. Herself, yeah, basically she's like she's like you can't help me, you know, right. like you, you could tell that she's been through a lot of psychiatrists or therapists. Yeah, she's like you're not going to believe me, and uh, and then all of a sudden, like doesn't she just get like pushed up against the wall? She starts screaming like she's getting yeah. like she, she's getting choked. She sees uh, something behind our our doctor uh, Cotter here yeah. and uh, freaks her out so much that she tries to run away. Yeah. And she can't get away. Something yes. seems like it's grabbing her. Yes, yeah. and um, and we, uh, so this doesn't mention the opening scene as well. So the opening scene, there is someone who looks like Doctor Cotter. Remember, in a bed, and it looks like she she's died of like some kind oh, of drug yeah. overdose. It's a nasty house. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's nasty. Uh, she has like some spit up on the mattress, and mm-hmm. in walks a little girl. You know, and and I I don't know I don't remember at that point was she like Ma, was she like help me or was she already dead I think she was reaching out for help and the little girl yeah. was scared so, so and this is off, kind of this thing. is a flashback but you don't know what it's in reference to or anything and and uh, it, it looked a lot like Sosie Bacon so I thought I was like oh is this going to be her in the end so I wasn't I was a little <laughs> yeah I was just like oh right. did, did we just have a flash forward yeah you know but uh, we do find out that it is a flashback and that indeed is her mother. And she's the little girl, correct? Yep. Yeah, and it mentions that there. So I guess she, she had committed suicide as well. Yeah. Maybe overdosing on yeah, pills yeah, yeah. or something like and that. And then you find out later uh, that she was like reaching out to her daughters like, please help me, mommy messed up, but her daughter didn't do anything. Right. Sosie Bacon did nothing. She right. was kind of like, eh, forget you, you're not that good of a mom. But apparently the bigger sister did. I guess. Maybe. Maybe. She acts like she's a lot better than her later Well, on. she she moved out. Yeah, she was older, I think. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so so the the okay, uh fast forward in the hospital, this traumatized girl's like tr- pleading her case and then all of a sudden this entity, this that we can't see is choking her mm-hmm. or something like that. Then all of a sudden she stands up in a uh really cool uh jump scare. Yeah, I like that cool uh shot yeah. where where she yeah. she kind of Cuts it, a big oh yeah and she yeah just right around her neck yeah. you know it was just uh yeah it was nuts didn't look like it hurt she no. was smiling exactly one of the detectives who interviews Rose about Laura's death turns out to be her ex boyfriend Joel we don't know that at the time do we nope still shaken by what she saw Rose recounts what Laura told her about supposedly being cursed by an evil presence uh, with a haunting smile Rose begins seeing Laura smiling. At her in various places. Now, now she, it, now, does she just see Laura? Or doesn't she see a few other things, or is that later? Yeah, I, I at feel, first I, I think she just sees. Is it just Laura? Laura? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. At some point, she she starts seeing the smiles on everybody's faces. Mm-hmm. Rose begins seeing Laura smiling at her in various places. Uh, the visions inspire Rose to look into Gabriel Munoz's uh, suicide. And am I saying that right, Munoz? Uh, yeah. Uh, Sure. Yeah, sure. Suicide, and she learns Gabriel was also smiling strangely immediately before he died. Yeah, because they saw the security footage. Well, that was later, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't think she looked into him this early in the in the film. But yeah. Yeah. Rose checks on her patient Carl Rankin, uh, who was previously admitted to the hospital for a manic episode. Carl smiles ominously and begins threatening and terrifying Rose, which causes her to call security. 
Uh, orderlies uh, restrain Coral, but it turns out Rose only imagined his aggression behavior, uh, aggressive behavior, believing that Laura's shocking death may have caused a mental breakdown. Rose's boss, Dr. Morgan Desai, puts Rose on one week's leave. Uh, tell us about Dr. Morgan. And uh, that's one of the guys from uh, Harold and Kumar. That's Cal Penn there. Cal Penn. That's awesome. Yeah. And you he's see him he, still doing stuff. He doesn't try to be funny in this. No, it's not a, it's not a comedy. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was cool. It was kind of cool seeing him. Yeah. So, so this Carl Rankin, which is her, uh, you see him at the beginning. He's a mumbler. He's like mumbling. Mm-hmm. He's saying, we're all going to die. She's going to die. He's going to die. I'm going to die. That, you know, nothing matters. Nothing matters. And this is, right. this is what he does. But then you see, uh, Dr. Rose Cotter, Sosie Bacon mm-hmm. sit next to him and kind of calm him down. She seems like a really good therapist. Not scared of him at all. Yep. Yeah, she seems like a really good therapist. And then right here, and in uh, contrast, you see um, you see her looking at him, and, and he see, he's smiling. Or, hey, she walks by the room. Yeah, walks and by the room. And she kind of has to do a double take. He's, he's sitting, sitting up there. on the bed, and he's smiling. <laughs> and then she's like, and then she calls the orderly. And that's not like her. You right. Get, yeah, so you get, you're like, what? You know, and, and they can tell. Even her boss is like, you're overworked. You need to go home. This is not like you. Mm-hmm. Following another frightening vision of Laura, the security alarm goes off while Rose is home alone. An operator from the security service seemingly calls Rose with a taunting message, and a real o- and then a real operator calls Rose shortly thereafter. After her fiance Trevor returns home, Rose notices that her cat is missing. Yep, and uh, this was probably my favorite scene. I think as far as the eeriness goes, I really liked how they did that. It was yeah. one of those little bait and switch. Yeah. You think she's talking to someone, and then nope, she's talking to yeah. At this point, at this point, you're on track to be watching a really good movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm still there. You like the doctor. You like Carl and his smile. You like the the girl Mm -hmm. who who smiled. Yeah, and the the doctor's starting to get a little uneasy. She's she's kind of wondering what's happening. She's like, okay, this is getting weird. Yes, and like you said, the creepy apartment. She's there by herself. The alarm goes off. Beautiful house. Yeah. Oh man, it was nice house. Yeah, and then uh, what does the operator say? Uh, she says something like, uh, are you sure? She says, are your doors locked? Oh, and she yeah. she says, yeah, they're locked. Is there anybody in your house? And she goes, are you sure? Are you or sure? something like that. Ooh. Yeah, it was, that was a good one. And you get some chills there. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? <laughs> I like that. Trevor has to calm Rose. Uh, Trevor. Ugh. I don't like Trevor. The boyfriend. Trevor sucks. He's, or the fiance like, or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever so he's not even a good guy. But the actor, he's he's not that good of an actor. Uh, <laughs> um, Trevor has to calm Rose when she uh, becomes suddenly spooked again while reviewing audio from her session with Laura. Concerned for her own mental health, Rose visits her former therapist, Dr. Madeline Northcott. Mm. Rose explains that she's having hallucinations, which Madeline attributes to Rose's longstanding guilt over her mother's intentional overdose. Madeline denies Rose's request to prescribe antipsychotic medication. Yeah, uh, another one other than there's there's a pro anacon here. The uh, the sexy therapist lady, one of my pros. Another the con for me, Tony, is they make her go from a professional psychologist, you know, doctor, very professional, very, you know, headstrong woman to a babbling idiot in two scenes. Like you're like, well, how did she go that fast down? She's only seen like two people smile. Yeah. One, one smile, one yeah. creepy phone call. Yeah. And she's a bumbling, you know, yeah. lunatic. Yeah. Now. So she's, so she yeah. stops wearing makeup. She looks like crap. 
so so what I take it as is like so like first off we we she's going to a, th- a therapist that she saw for a long time mm-hmm. apparently so the state that she's in this strong therapist is is uh, a place that she had to get through get to through therapy so then her therapy just wasn't very I mean I mean so so I mean she saw a girl uh, slice her throat mm-hmm. you know open who hasn't <laughs> God. <laughs> She saw a uh, patient, you know, smiling at her, cut her throat, and and then of course Carl, and then and then uh, she the got sent call. home for a week, and the phone call, and being she drops a wine glass somewhere in there. Yeah, team. I don't know. I just I I I, I just man, it was a quick one eighty. It was it wasn't. Um, she the, was. I mean, she the was degradation of her. Yeah, she was not doing well at this point. Yeah, and then um, the, you find out. You find out that she was the little girl at the beginning, right yeah, here. Yeah, you're That's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, and you kind of see her backstory as they well. They tie that together. Yeah. yeah. Rose and Trevor attend a birthday party for Rose's seven-year-old nephew, Jackson, and Rose's sister, Holly's house. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry, it, this, this is, she she attends a birthday party for her seven-year-old nephew, mm-hmm. and it's at her sister's house. And, and the it, sister already thinks she's crazy yeah. or something, which yeah. I think she thought she was crazy before because well, she had gone through all that. They So they, it, it, they didn't mention this, but they go out to eat. Oh yeah, yeah. They go out to eat with her sister and her brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and uh, she's acting really weird. And they get in a fight. What are they getting a fight about? I think just over, not over who's paying or anything. I don't really remember. They get in a fight over something, and and it's apparent that uh, Rose is not doing well. Right, and I think that maybe the sister um, didn't she yell at Holly's husband. Yes. At that point. Yeah, because he was making a joke or something, and then he, she kind of snapped yeah. at that or whatever. Yeah, and there. then she was like, well, you know you know, this, uh, you know, know his birthday is tomorrow. And she goes, I can't. I'm working. On a Saturday? Right. You know? And then uh, that was before she got put out of work for being a basket case. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, she's going to this birthday party now. Guests are mortified when Jackson opens up Rose's gift to find her dead cat uh, packaged inside. Uh, she was uh, insisting that she wasn't responsible. Rose trips and falls through a glass table after another vision of Laura terrifies her. What do you think about that scene? Um, okay, so the dead cat for me is a big no. Um, obviously, I'm a cat guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't uh, like dead cats. Yeah, that's why Hocus Pocus sucked. Yeah. Um, they killed a cat in that one, too, by the way. Did they really? Family. Yeah. I don't remember that. Well, I don't know. The, yeah. It was bad. Anyway, but <clears throat> part of this is... She's screaming for help. She doesn't know what's going on. Everyone's looking at her like she's been crazy for years and never gone through therapy. And then she falls through a table, and then people are still just kind of like looking around. I'm screaming at the table. I'm like, somebody help her, or at least believe her. Yeah. Part of the movie that I don't like is no one believes the protagonist here yeah. for five eighths of the movie. Yes. Until the the husband or the ex husband later, whatever. Ex boyfriend. So yeah. yeah. So it is frustrating. You're watching this as the viewer and the sister is turning her back yeah. on her. Uh her sister her brother in law is definitely. Mm-hmm. Um it obviously looks like she uh gave a dead cat to a seven year old. She's the what was the what was the cat's name? Oh, it was Snowball? Good. No, uh, I'll have to look at it here. So, so you're seeing you're seeing everybody turn their back on her, even even her her job, which it, which was where she got most of her right 
that that was like her home, you know. And then her fiance starts turning his back, and he doesn't believe her, and so she really has nobody at this point, right? And, and it, it is very frustrating to watch. Yeah, that, that's where I was. I'm, I'm thinking, man, somebody help her out, you know, yeah. believe her. I don't believe her that she didn't put a dead cat in a box because I mean, she clearly did. Yeah, or someone. But, did. but you can say like, this is my sister. She's a successful therapist. Yeah, I'm she, gonna help her. She's she's going through a time right now. Yeah, not not she's been crazy for years. Approach. She's yeah. the family nutcase. Yeah. yeah, nobody look at her. Right, but she's obviously. She, I mean, her sister is not well either. Her sister has some toxic issues. Yeah, I think she does. She she drinks wine all the time, and yeah. she you know she's not perfect. Who didn't? With her sanity unraveling, Rose tries to tell Trevor about the supposed curse that plagued Laura apparently being passed on to her. Trevor dismiss, ah, dismiss, I can't talk to Dismisses. Man. Yeah. Accuses. Accuses Rose of inheriting mental illness from her mother and killing their cat. So there it is again. No one believed the, uh, even the bad actor doesn't like her. Yeah. <laughs> just, he just Im- immediately gives up on her. And then, yeah. And then he does turn to her. He goes, Did you kill? Whatever the cat's at, Snowball or yeah. whatever. I don't know. It was, a, it was a cool name. but the it, I'm sorry, but the cat was not listed on IMDb. Oh, that's okay. I we should, we should have took better notes. Yeah. That's on us. But yeah, so at this point, he, he seemed like a very sweet, and at dinner with the, with the, the in-laws and, and the mm-hmm. sister, he looked like a very sweet and loving uh, partner. And then at this point, you're seeing him, he, he he's given up pretty quick. Yeah, and remember, let's uh, go back just a smidge. The little boy Jackson at the birthday party yes. was obviously traumatized. Yes. Put a pin in that because I'm going to come back to it later. Okay. Rose visits Gabriel Munez's widow, Victoria. Victoria shows Rose uh, macabre, macabre <laughs> sketches. Uh, Gabriel drew a dark entity he claimed was trying to get inside him. Rose also learns that Gabriel was traumatized by the death of his brother 20 years ago, and he began ranting about the curse after attending a conference where he saw a woman kill herself. Rose asks for the woman's name, but Victoria kicks Rose out of her house after Rose becomes insistent that Gabriel was telling the truth about this curse. Right, and I think the moral of this story is if you have a dark entity trying to get into you, just don't let it. <laughs> just don't let it. Gabriel's a sissy. Uh, no, I thought this was kind of a pointless scene. Yeah. I put it down as one of my pointless. And I, I'm trying not to harp on the movie too bad because yeah. it did a few things good, but yeah. it did more things wrong. Okay. The Munez visit, Munoz visit was, it just seemed like a filler. That's part of the stuff they could have cut because all she did was see some creepy drawings and get kicked out. Yeah. It, it, it was like, you're wondering, like you were hoping to get a flashback. You were hoping that she was going to get some information. Right. I mean, because they're going to revisit this when yeah. she goes later to the ex-boyfriend, ex-fiance, and they, yeah. they go down the rabbit hole there. Yeah. She could have just went to him straight away instead of going to try to find this yeah. family and figure out what happened. Yeah. And uh, when they do start going down that rabbit hole, a lot of information comes very quickly. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Like, right. there wasn't a lot of digging needed. Oh, like, this is what the last hour oh, and 45 here, minutes here's, was. Here's the death photo, too. They have it right here. It's on <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah, it's on the security cam. Look at this. Sure he killed Watch this video. But, I, I, you know, he's a police officer, so he has all... He has access to all that Access stuff. to everything, apparently. <laughs> Rose convinces Joel to help her continue connecting clues Joel uses his police computer to access a file for Angela Powell. 
uh, who was the real estate agent that Gabriel Munoz saw die. Additional video shows that several days prior to her death, Angela saw a smiling man suddenly hack his own neck with gardening shears at a gas station. That's how you do it, too. Quick, painless garden shears. Yeah. That was uh, that video, like, um, it, it was very like built up and stuff. Like that. I didn't think it was that cool. No. It's very far away. Oh, uh, yeah. You don't see, I didn't see him smiling. I couldn't. I was kind of. Yeah, it was a more of a grin. Yeah. Rose returns home to find that Trevor called Madeline for an inter, uh, intervention over Rose's worrying mental state. Feeling betrayed, Rose storms out to take copies of Joel's files to her sister, Holly. Rose tries telling Holly about the curse, which only leads to the sisters arguing about Rose behaving uh, similar to their abusive mother. I mean, that's another scene with the uh, older therapist. So I was a. Uh... That's a fan, right? That's Madeline. What What's funny is she feels betrayed, but at the same time, she went and saw her too. But <laughs> right. she was she just wanted some pills, right? She yeah, was she's like, trying to get on the pills. She was like, "I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing hallucinations," which makes sense. I would want to do that too. Mm-hmm. And I guess you can't write yourself a prescription. <sighs> I think you can. Can you? I when would, you're a doctor, I would think so. No, that's why aren't. That's why most people are doctors. Yeah, they go to. Do I that. would be like, "Hey, Trevor, um, I'm seeing things." Do you mind if I write you a prescription for some hallucination? And then you can give it to me. <laughs> Easy. Because she's not giving it to me. Always a loophole. Um, Joel calls Rose. to So so her sister and they're, they're fighting right now. Well, yeah, after the, the dead cat thing. Yeah. And then she says Jackson is traumatized. Traumatized. You see him looking out the window. Mm-hmm. And you said you did you want to add anything to that or? Uh, no, when we get to spoilers, oh, I, I I'm going to give an alternate ending. Oh, okay. I got you. Joel calls Rose to tell her that uh, further digging revealed a chain of 20 similar cases involving witnesses to 19 suicides. The exception was accountant Robert Talley, who watched his business partner commit suicide. Instead of subsequently uh, killing himself, however, Robert murdered a stranger four days later. One week after that, the eyewitnesses to Robert's actions uh, committed suicide and the pattern resumed. Right, and that's kind of the maybe the way out for Rose. Right, if she kills someone else, yes, she won't have to kill herself, and then the thing kind of moves on because yeah. it feeds on trauma. Right, it seems like they find this chain uh, really quick. <laughs> right, there's twenty. The chain's the long, right. and Robert Talley and this. What are pr- what are the police system? doing at this time? Nothing. Like, like why there's like twenty suicides what? all chained together. Can like, we bring this stuff? And well, I think the time they kind of, you know, in. In uh, the ring, they go seven days, and it's like very apparent. This one, they kind of say, "Well, it looks like most of them are dying after four, about four to seven. How many days have you been?" And she's <laughs> like, "Today's my fourth. Right? Okay, you know, like so. Yeah, I don't know. There's no set. I, I did not like that point. I wish like there was a set yeah, time, a deadline, five days, yeah, six days, yeah, you know, forty-eight hours, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, it was four to seven. Yeah, just kind of take your pick. Four to seven, take your pick. Today's business the fourth. days, business days. Yeah. yeah. And so you kind of, at this point, you say, oh, you can murder your way out of this chain. Easy. So the premise of the movie is, um, so you get this smile demon, Mm -hmm. and you have to get in the smile demon after a set amount of days, makes you commit suicide in front of somebody, and not you you kill yourself in a very traumatizing way. Mm -hmm. While smiling. While smiling, and then the person who saw it receives the demon the smiling 
suicide demon mm-hmm. and you carry it with you. You see smiles. Kind of becomes latched on yeah. to you at that point. Yeah. yeah. And I, I hate I keep referencing the ring. The ring was like that. You would watch the video yeah. and then you start seeing things everywhere, you know. Like you see distorted faces on the on the remember the computer on the uh, video cameras and yeah. stuff like that. Remember the guy went into the gas station, he bought some cigarettes and she goes, You're gonna die, you know. <laughs> remember right. that? All right, earlier you yeah. start seeing chicks come out of wells. Yes. Yeah, you know, with the hair first. Right. Yeah. This is this is very similar to that. Tries to be. Tries to be. I think I think Ring did it better. Um, Joel takes Rose to see Robert Talley in jail. During the drive, Rose tells a disbelieving Joel that she thinks the entity possesses people before they kill themselves, and then she worries that her time with the curse is almost up. Oh, so another. Uh, main character doesn't believe our main character. Yes, but okay. but Joel's different for some reason. Is he? Yeah. Does he seem like he cares more or something? Yeah, and he's and, trying to get back. Yeah, back you could. Like, he kind of. He kind. You could tell that they have this chemistry, or yeah. at least he does, because he. Um, after she had her episode, he kind of shows back up at the hospital. This is before all of this, and he's like, "So how how are you doing? You know? Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And yeah. one of her coworkers says, "You know she's." You know she's engaged, right? But I'm single, and then, and then he's like, uh, well, "Yeah, but I'm a better actor than Trevor, <laughs> than Trevor's character." Yeah, basically. And then she's like, "Oh, you're right." About yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> At the jail, Robert privately reveals to Rose that the only way to break the curse's chain is to kill someone else. But there has to be a witness because the entity needs trauma to continue surviving. Robert suddenly panics when he realizes that Rose currently carries the curse. Yep, and that's um, that was a I thought an okay scene where as soon as he reveals or she reveals that uh, I think she maybe mis misspeaks and then he's like, "Wait, it's you! You have it!" Oh God, you have it! Get away! Get away! He starts from freaking me. out. Yeah, he starts. Yeah, because he doesn't want to be near the thing that he already got rid of. Yeah, because it was that awful. Mm-hmm. So that was a cool scene. Seeing people smile at you, it's just worst. That was a cool scene. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So you're like, who's she going to kill? She's going to kill somebody. Yeah, is she thinking that? I don't know. I think she is. Yeah. At this point. Seen her in a little Matt, bit. what if you kill somebody who's just, they're about to die anyway? Would that right. work? What if you killed like some guy in a psych ward or something? Yeah. This is very morbid, you know, to even say that someone, <laughs> I mean, they're like, they maybe, maybe right. they have like 24 hours to live. Yeah. You'd they're, have to find that person. Yeah. They're on life support. Yeah. You just go pull it. Do pull you mind if I murder your loved one? <laughs> And right. Then, and then and then have them believe. That, yeah, right. That, that would be tough. No. Um, Madeline visits Rose back at home. Uh, this is the therapist that you love, mm-hmm. right? Rose realizes that the presence is impersonating Madeline when the real Madeline calls her on the phone. Madeline's smiling doppelganger threatens Rose. Still looks bad when she What'd you th- what'd like you think that? about that scene? I thought she still looked bad when she smiled like that. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> Would smile at again. What do you? Uh, how about creepy? I could have been perceived by some people to be creepy, but I this is I hated this one. You hated this scene. I hated well, this. Well, it's because we're like four nightmares deep. I guess now, Tony. I mean, that's you know, that's the movie. It's the I back guess. And forth. I hated this scene. I did not like. At this point, I, I was like, "This is getting campy." She's stepping over the couch. She's smiling. Like, what is going on here? And it's kind of a play on the first scene or with the the security call scene, where yeah. it's, it's another switch like that. Yeah. You know, we've already seen it where someone calls you when you're in the middle of a nightmare and it's creepy. Yeah. Here's another one. Again. Uh. I, again. Uh. Two hours. This this film did not need to be two <laughs> hours. 
armed with a kitchen knife, Rose drives to the hospital. Uh, at this point, you might, you're might you thinking Rose might do something crazy. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. So Rose experiences a vision of stabbing her poor ki- uh, patient, Carl, you know? Right. And that's where, yeah, she's um, she's going to... She's thinking of that other way out. Yeah. And so, so as, the, as the viewer, you're like, oh, my God, she just killed Coral. You know? <laughs> she just sta- – uh, she, she puts him up against the wall and just starts stabbing. Stabbing the crap Stabbing him. him. Yeah. And he's laughing the whole time. Yeah. He, he's really laughing. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to she was just she was just daydreaming about that. Right. There we go again. That's like the seventh yeah. time. Oh, yeah. And she stabs him in front of Dr. Desai, too. Right. And then he starts laughing. And he tears his own face off. Tears the face off. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Rose is in her car with the knife. He tries to summon. Uh, so he comes out there, uh, realizes she's daydreaming. She's sitting in her car with a knife. He tries to summon help before she just drives away fast. Okay. Is this a scene where she's sitting there and she's looking like she's crying or something and then it switches to her eating a hamburger? And the microphone's right in her throat while she's eating a hamburger. That was, I hated that, that was scene. so weird. That Why? was so weird. I hate. I, I, I typed it out as soon as I saw that scene. I pulled up the laptop and I typed out, "Why are we going from crying to yeah. eating a burger with ASMR?" Like, <sighs> so bad. That was, why, why is it important? I hate hearing people eat. <laughs> I really do. So that that was a big down for me. And like like anybody that's experienced anxiety or trauma or anything, the worst, the last thing you want to do is eat. It was just it was a weird scene. It cuts. To, she's eating <laughs> right. a cheeseburger, and you're just like, right. and you're sitting there, and this is like at the hour mark. You're like, get this thing over, <laughs> right? And I, yeah, I don't know why they had it in there. It was just a weird. There was nothing fruitful from that scene. Nothing happened. Nothing was no. nothing subliminal. It was crying, eating a burger, yeah. driving off, or whatever it was. Weird. Hated it. Weird. Um, Joel calls to tell Rose uh, there is a APB uh, out for her based on the encounter with her concerned boss at the hospital. Rose cryptically explains that she's going to confront the entity and wants to be alone so no one witnesses or that they could, you know, no one inherits her curse. Right. So it sounds like she's about to go uh, in the game here. She's about to go take care of herself yeah so she's gonna go commit suicide at that there's a property that's just sitting there vacant and it's Mm -hmm. uh assume it's the one uh at dinner uh with with her sister i just remember this she she mentions like why don't you just sell the property it's just sitting there oh i didn't you know and and she's like i don't want to deal with it so now she's you know and this is the property that she witnessed her mother commit suicide in Okay. She goes to this property out in the middle of nowhere, and mm-hmm. she plans to kill herself, we think. Yeah, that's what it looks like so far. Yeah. Should and we engage spoilers here now? Or are we going to... We, we've been spoiling it all, all this whole way, so okay. go ahead. Well, we're yeah. about to talk about the ending, so I just wanted to make sure that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, and you want to know the outcome, you know, go go watch it and come back and listen. So we're, we're, we're here on the end of the movie spoilers, as it were. Okay. Let's do it. Go for it. No, no, no. You can keep going. I just want to make sure that everyone knew listening. We're talking about the end of the movie. Now. Oh, okay. Gotcha. We're, we're getting on there. Okay. Uh, Rose drives uh, to her abandoned childhood home where her mother died inside. Rose confronts a vision of her mother who accuses Rose of allowing her to die, uh, die by not calling for her help upon finding her overdosing. Rose accuses her mother of being an abusive monster 
And then the vision then morphs into a lanky creature that then attacks Rose. And so that's, yeah, that's kind of the, uh, looks like one of the final forms of this thing, right? That's what it yes. looks like. Yes. Her mom? Or is it just, that's what she looks like. The lanky creature looking thingy with long hair. And so it's, and yeah, a bunch it's like of a, teeth, right? Yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. You didn't like it, did you? How much did you I, hate I, this movie? Though? I I didn't I, I didn't like the I didn't like the <laughs> the ending. I was very confused by the ending. Right. I didn't know what she was going for. She goes in there and she turns all the lights off. I think. I Doesn't typed she? it out. Yep. I typed it out as I was watching it. Yeah. She's like, she, yeah. What does she do? Or no. She, the, the the lights are off, and it's in the next little part here. Is that she uh, she's going to set the creature on fire with an oil lantern. Yes. So that's that's why she had the oil lantern. And I'm thinking in my head, like, just get a dang flashlight, run down to the BP, mm-hmm. go get some, go get a flashlight. Yeah. And, and uh, so you can and, see, and you should have killed yourself by now. Right. It <laughs> doesn't take long. <laughs> that, uh, again, like uh, not to, not to the, the suicide thing, not to, to, to be, you know, take that too lightly or sure. anything, but this movie is about suicide and trauma and all that good or, stuff. Yeah. So. Contemplating it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Rose sets the creature on fire using an oil lantern. Rose then escapes outside as the entire house goes up in flames. Roll right. the roll the credits. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's that's the ending. Right. We're done. You think? All right. Can I can I give you my alternate ending? Yeah. Let's hear I, it. I want to do a better one. Okay. By the way, that wasn't the ending. There's more to it. But yes, okay. That, that's part one of the ending. It, it just seems like <laughs> it seems like the director had so many endings, right? That uh, that and, and like, again, because you're so confused, you're like, "What just happened? Is the house burned?" But then the house wasn't burned. Yeah, it was another nightmare thing. Wasn't yeah, it? so it, it was very confusing. Um, go ahead. What what, right. what what do you have? All right. So so my better ending, other than the one that we're about to get to, yeah, is this: the creature knows that this character here, she's going to go into that house. She's going to overcome her fear or her trauma because it feeds off trauma. Yes. So let's pretend like this powerful, smart psychologist lady figures out her problems. Yes. And the creature is like, okay, I can't compete with that anymore. She's going to, she's going to solve herself. She's going to fix herself. Yeah. Let me move on to something else. Yeah. You remember the boy at the party? Yes. Traumatized by the cat. Yes. Well, why don't we, at the end of this movie, happy ending for Rose Cotter here. Yes. She's fine. Everything's happy, hunky-dory. Yeah. She's visiting her sister's house again because everyone loves each other again. Yeah. And then you see the little boy smiling creepily. Oh, I like that. Because he caught the trauma, or, you know, he, he was traumatized so much by the cat that oh. the the creature moved on from, you know, Rose yeah. to the little boy. Yeah. I don't mind that. I thought it would have been a better ending. I don't ending. mind that. That sounds like very like Stephen Kingish too. You know what I mean? Like you're you're going away, like everything's a happy ending, yeah. and then little boy smiles creepily. Right. Other than the what we saw, which we'll get into yeah. now. So so um, what, but but what they did instead is so you have another. You know, like she drives up to the house, and then you have another nightmare dream sequence that didn't happen. What I just read. <laughs> All of that, none of it happened, right. and you're so confused, and it's a little frustrating because you're getting into an hour and 45 minutes at this point. Mm-hmm. Rose visits Joel to apologize for involving him in the situation and for not uh, being emotionally available during the relationship. Rose realizes that she is still cursed when Joel smiles eerily. Rose flees outside to discover that she 
never actually left her intact childhood home. What the crap? Right. So she burned it down and then she's like, oh, wait, I'm still here. And then the real Joel arrives at the abandoned house uh, to protect him. Rose uh, locks, let's see, Rose locks Joel outside while the creature pulls open her mouth. Joel breaks into that. So, so, so the creature at this point pulls open her mouth and gets inside. I don't mind that scene. No, I thought that was okay. That, that was, should have been like, but like she gets there. You could have done all this without her going back outside and with Joel and it being a dream sequence. You get there and she got a lamp and then her, it's her mom and the mom transforms into this thing and then it goes right. inside of her. Right, right, right. Yeah, definitely could have been that way. I, I agree. Yeah. So anyway. I didn't like how it was. Joel gets in eventually and he sees Rose uh, smiling. She sets herself on fire. While smiling, mm-hmm. the end, and I don't, I don't mind that ending. It's right. the ending that they gave us before don't the ending. Don't think us out twice before you get to the final thing. Oh my gosh! Because that's again, that's yes. part of that crap that could have been cut yes. out to make it a shorter movie. Yes, but you know what? Rotten Tomatoes gives this what seventy eight percent. So there's people that love this. Yeah, there's people that uh, I wanted to. And again, on the whole, uh, the the jump scares are really good. And I, that's what I was trying to think. I was like, who who is this movie for? You know, this yeah. movie is for um, mainstream people who are looking for a little a little scare. Yeah, you know? yeah, like slumber party kids are all want to get scared. And- yeah, and you know, like uh, yeah, and I I think uh, I think our wives would probably like it. Sure, maybe. What do you yeah. think? It's not too gory. It's creepy. Mine would probably fall asleep because it's two hours long. Yeah, it is long. I mean, to be fair. It is long. And she knows it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what what else do you want to add to that? So, yeah, I'm looking here. Um, I just typed out better ending. Monster feeds on trauma. Kid who saw the cat. Main protagonist lives. Camera pants. The smiling kid. Finn. That's my take. Uh, get a flashlight for the final boss so you can see why all the upside down shots or those are all my uh, all my cons there. And the therapist lady was probably my favorite part uh, just because she was in it. Um, all right, Tony. So I'm going to give this a ranking now. Okay. So uh, tell me about our ranking system. Ranking system. We're going out of 13 donuts, which is a baker's dozen. And I'm going to give it for me four out of 13. I had way more cons than pros, the bad acting, the frustration of no one believing the protagonist, all that stuff added up for me. Okay. Um, my, my pros are, I think Sosie Bacon uh, did a good job acting. Mm-hmm. I think she was a good actress in this. Um, another one of my pros is the jump scares. I thought they were very well done. The first uh, 30 minutes of this movie is really good. The first 30 minutes of this movie is really good. My cons, it's too long. There's some bad acting in there. Um, the alternate ending that they just left into the, uh, into the movie. Um, but again, I, I, I started off really liking this film, and, uh, and I thought it was going to be really good. I'm going to give it uh, five donuts out of 13. I think it, uh, I think it has an audience out there. I, I'm not it. I don't think Chris is it. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't a bad movie. Right. By any stretch of the imagination, it's just way too long and a little too confusing there at the end. And I agree on those points. 
That does it for Smile. Thanks so much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Check out our other shows on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And stop by our YouTube channel, Blood and Donuts Podcast. Until next time, this has been Chris and Tony's Blood and Donuts. Thank you.